John the Viking Mauser here with the Get Strong or Die podcast. Today, my guest is Cody Knabel. How are you doing today? Doing well. <clears throat> cool. Um, so uh, let's um, start off with just a brief um, history, uh, you know, how you got to where you are today and let the listeners kind of know um, your journey and stuff and, and all that. Um, so when was the first time you got into to lifting uh, and picked up a barbell and all that? So that would be uh, in high school. Uh, for powerlifting over here in Texas. Went to a small town of Louise, Texas, and uh, we had powerlifting there. You actually had powerlifting in your high school? Yes. Oh, that's very cool. <clears throat> um, yep. Were you doing any other sports in, in high school in addition to that? Football. <clears throat> okay, so those two things probably went pretty well together. Oh, yeah. Cool. Um so did did they actually do um, actual competitions at the high school and stuff? Um, not at all high school exactly, but we would do to compete against other high schools and stuff like that, and then go to regional or state. So just, just like you would in football or basketball or anything like that. Yeah, very cool. What uh, what um, fed, was it unsanctioned stuff, or was there like? a governing body or how did that work uh it was Texas High School Powerlifting Association was uh was the one that everybody went through very cool <clears throat> so when did you realize like hey I'm going to keep doing this you know uh, a lot of people when they're in high school and stuff they don't know you know what they're going to do where they're going to go how did you make that decision to keep keep doing it yeah so I've always been big in training and being competitive and stuff like that. Uh, now, I will say when I got out of high school, I did go into the full cell and old field and uh, work my way up and stuff like that. And uh, once I was in a good position in the old field, I wanted to get back into competing again with powerlifting. And uh, so that's kind of where it started from right there. <clears throat> Cool. So, how long how long have you been uh, powerlifting in total? Then, uh, for that year, probably total years, probably close to eleven years. Very cool. Um, so, right now you're uh, you're gearing up for the Olympia, right? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yep. 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 Here, Olympia. You know, so far training's been going well. It's my first year being uh, at 242 at the Olympia. Uh, you know, the previous years I was all 275. Hit every record and everything I wanted to do at that weight class. And, you know, I wanted to actually compete against a Russian who I expected to be at the Olympia this year. And um, he decided not to show up this year. But it was the main reason for me going down at 242. Uh, but uh, so either way, here I am, and uh, I'm gonna go in there and do what I can. Very cool. Uh, so that so that's interesting. Um, let's talk about that. So you actually went down um, a weight class from 275 to 242 yeah. um, to specifically uh, go against an, another lifter. Um, now, yes. it's, it seems to me that um, a lot of uh, 
beginner power lifters, people that, 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 you know, aren't necessarily on the elite level. Um, they have uh, different kind of goals going into competitions. You don't really see that too much. Like, Hey, I'm going to go um, against this person. Um, can, can you talk right. about that a little bit and, and what that means to you? And, um, you know, just like facing a certain person or beating a certain person. Well, I've always been about the battle. Okay. And, uh, you know, you probably laugh, but my Olympia medal, every Olympia medal I've won had literally stayed in my gym bag until my next meet, which is normally about six months later. <laughs> like, medals, medals don't mean anything to me. It's, it's really about the head-to-head competition. Because at the end of the day, at least in my eyes, if I have somebody to go against, then I'm, I'm pushing myself that much harder. Yeah, I could go against myself and my old rack stuff like that. But <clears throat> it's it's, a, it's different when you have somebody who can literally take you out. You know, that's, to me, that's what drives me. You know, a couple of years ago, it was it was Henry Thompson. You know, uh, of course, that's in the dust and gone and whatever else in between and. Uh, you know, I pushed myself to work more towards this Russian. You know, and it just, I got to have somebody there to make sure that I push myself to the limit. <clears throat> That's very cool. So, uh, what do you think uh, is, is more important to you than um, uh, hitting a new PR or setting a record or, or winning the meet? What do you think is more, more important? Well, at the end of the day, to beat somebody else is is probably more important. Uh, so I really like to set the national and world records if I can. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, but but like I said, battle is number one. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, I I have not heard that from a lot of people. That's that's a very very uh very awesome perspective. Um. So what what do you have any um, goals for records going into into the Olympia as well? Are you looking to set any kind of um, records or anything? Yeah, yes, actually. Um, currently, the squad record held by Yuri Belkin uh, with the nine twenty four, and uh, with everything going hopefully well into the Olympia, looking to take that record out. Uh, goal. With all cylinders hitting, you know, 2008 maybe that day. Um, on the bench, uh, in Gerald, uh, he owns it with a 705 bench press. And uh, we'd like to take that out too. That's the NASCAR and IPL world record. But also, the current all-time record in full power is... Now, this is full power, not just bench only. It is a two or seven twenty five point five zero, I believe it is. And uh, so we're looking to take that out also. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, and if, if I'm lucky, I'll, I'll touch Yuri Belkin's twenty four ninety one. So, but everything's got to be right. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Now, now this isn't your first Olympia. You've you've been there how many times? This will be my fifth year. Uh, consecutive. Consecutive, yes. Very cool. 
Um, so uh, for people out there that's listening, what what division um, will you be in? I mean, obviously the 242 weight class, but this is a, a multiply division. It's a single ply division, uh, and I'll be in the open class. Okay, very cool. <clears throat> um, have you ever done any of the other uh, divisions? Have you done raw? Have you done uh, multiply or any of that? Yes. I have not done multi-fly. Uh, it's crossed on minor timer too, but I have done classic raw, which is uh, raw with wraps. Yeah. And I, I did hold the uh, national record in USBA with an 849 uh, for roughly a couple weeks, and then some dude took it from it. <laughs> yeah, records but, uh, can uh, come and go pretty quick. <laughs> they can. They sure can. <clears throat> um, but, so- yeah, I, I don't... You know, I enjoy raw lifting, uh, but for me personally, it seems that I can stay healthier longer in single fly. I just seem to tear things too fast in uh, in, uh, raw lifting. Uh, That's interesting. Do you have any theories on that? Man, I I guess it's just the way that I train. I don't know. Uh, You know, when you train in single fly so much, you kind of get used to that, that gear being there for protection as well. Um, so, do I have any theories? No, not really. It just seems that maybe the suit doesn't allow you to do stupid shit as fast. <laughs> that might be the case. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> have you ever had any uh, gear issues like um, squatting and then a, a suit come apart on you or anything? Gear-wise, no. No. I, I, have, I have jacked up my quad with an opening 904 one time uh but that was about it but gear wise no though i always do carry uh a backup of everything just in case because my very first olympia uh a guy by the name of justin grass actually blew out his squat suit and i let him borrow my backup oh that's cool yeah <clears throat> i mean otherwise he wouldn't have he wouldn't have been able to compete you know or place now, uh, not too long ago, um, you suffered some sort of injury. Is that right? Yes, that was uh, ended up with a bulging disc in my L four L I was uh, actually um, down south. I was invited to go train with some guys down south at Honda, Texas, and uh, I was squatting seven hundred for four reps, no belt or nothing like that. Just just doing some solid raw work. And uh, woke up the next morning and had a, my left toe was numb. I, I had never felt that before. Next week I went 775 for a single with no belt or anything like that, and it felt kind of slow. I talked to my buddies about it, ended up going to the doctor, and sure enough, I had a had bulging disc. So that's kind of a recovery process. <clears throat> yeah, so how, how is that going? Are you still having any kind of issues with it, or are you pretty much uh, taking care of that, or...? I, I tell you, the best thing I have done for that is actually training. Um, when I stopped training, it, it became more of a nuisance to me. Uh, a gentleman out of Louisiana by the name of Frederick Haney, um, his wife had issues as well. He's a chiropractor who also owns his own gym in Lake Charles, and uh, he's also a USBA lifter as well. And he helped me out with my back issues and specific exercises to do and stuff like that to kind of build up everything around that spinal area uh, so I can go back and squat near 1,000 pounds again. Very cool. 
<clears throat> um, have you been doing anything like uh, chiropractors or float tanks or acupuncture or anything like that? You know, I, I do go and do uh, dry needling every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, if I feel something, then definitely go. But otherwise, I just kind of go to go. Maybe once every month or so. Nothing super crazy. Now, is this the uh, like the biggest injury you've had so far, or have you had other injuries? Well, yeah, I would say overall this is probably the, the biggest injury, uh, you know, other than my quad, which that, that went just fine. As, y'all can, as people had seen in 2017 Olympia where I still squat 964. Uh, but, yeah, overall this was my, my toughest injury. <clears throat> cool. So you've, you've been uh, relatively healthy then. Yes. I mean, because there's knock all wood. <laughs> there, there are guys that are hurt every year, you know. Um, yeah, all the time. Uh, so that, yeah, that's that's pretty good. I think, and I don't, yeah. I don't think that's luck. I think that's probably um, a testament to the way that you uh, you train and, and you know your body and stuff, and you know how to. Uh, it's you know, there's a lot of you hate to say it, but when you lift heavy weights, there's ego there too. You know what I mean? And it's it's. The biggest thing is keeping that ego in check and knowing when you're about to fuck up and, you know, when's the time to push, I think. Um, and so that has been a big help. My wife has definitely been a big help in that, too, you know. So it's just being smart with training. A lot of people do overtraining, in my opinion, to where they just do so much stuff. They just break them down so far. Yeah, I think, too... Um you know, when you start doing uh, any kind of training, powerlifting, strongman, weightlifting, whatever it is, um, you know, you kind of have to like it, right? I mean, you're probably you're probably oh, not yeah. you're probably not suffering through it, so you like doing it. I think it's really easy to go in and and just overdo it because it, it it's like you you like doing it, so it's easy to say, hey, I'll do one more rep or I'll do one more set or I'm going to add this today or whatever. You know, it's really easy to go overboard. I think. Right. <clears throat> Definitely. So um, you have kind of a, a little uh, powerlifting team or crew, right? Is is that correct? Yeah. Yep. Um, can you tell us about that? That's uh, I don't want to say it's died off, but it's not as you don't see it as much. Um, the team, right. the team thing used to be a lot bigger in powerlifting. Like you know, everybody had like a team and a crew. And um, now you see a lot more um, individuals and stuff. And, and in strongman, um, uh, you don't see teams very often either. Um, can you, can right. you uh, give us a little insight into that? Well, you know, to be honest, it's I would say full-time, it's really me and another guy. And then every once in a while, we get a couple guys that come in and help out. Yeah. And that's the reality over here. Um, but I, I will say, when I went into Louisiana a couple weeks ago... Uh, to go train at uh, Mr. Fletcher's place in Baton Rouge. Yeah. That I walked in, guys never knew me, never seen me before, and I mean it's strictly a gym of powerlifters, and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Very. And um, you know, I, they they helped me quite a bit there too. You know what I mean? So here, I used to have my coach Ernie Stewart, who has since retired, out of it. And we had a pretty good crew going then, but since he retired, it kind of faded away all with that. And so now, yeah, we train right there in my barn. You know, it's 100, 
100 and whatever degrees, you know, depending on the day, you know. And uh, sweat your ass off and train hard. Yeah, that's cool, though. Um, I think I think it, um, it, it makes a big difference when you can have uh, at least a training partner, if not a team. I think... Um, yeah. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of perks to that, you know. Um, you, you can have a spotter, you you know, you can have somebody to, to well, talk you out of doing dark you know, stuff, and and, and I, I think that's one thing that kind of hurts single ply and even multi ply lifting is that you have to have a crew. You know, it, it's it's hard, 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 especially for bench because you got to get the shirt on, you know, to stay in position. You know, it's really best to have people help you out and stuff like that. And I, I think a lot of people go raw as well because they just don't have that, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, I, that's definitely the case, uh, I would imagine. Um, I think, too, with a lot of that stuff, uh, you know, the, the money kind of keeps it out. People don't want to spend a lot oh, yeah. of money on the suits and stuff, and that, that can play a big role. But I, I think you're right. I think probably the biggest thing that, that's um, kind of – uh, taken away from the popularity of that is is the team thing and the team things kind of just died off a little bit yep. um, which is which is really unfortunate because I think even raw lifters should have a should have a team um, or, or at least a training partner uh, because, because right. of the way you can, you can feed oh, off yeah. each other and, and all that yeah um, and as you see in my uh my squat videos, I mean, I don't, I don't really ever have anybody spot me or anything like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, though I'm set up pretty good in squat anyway, you know, but bench, yeah, you got to have somebody there for bench. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and, uh, like I said, they can also, they can push you and they can also talk you out of doing stupid stuff and, you know, <laughs> Oh yeah. that's, uh, oh, yeah. that's key. <laughs> Some days you want to. Some days you're like feeling super good and like, hey, let's go again. Uh, pull back the range, you know. Keep it what it is. So have sure. you have you dabbled in any of the other um, strength sports? Have you have you ever done strongman or weightlifting or any of that? I have not. <clears throat> no, uh, I've been strictly a powerlifter. What do we got to do to talk you into some uh, strongman? <laughs> Probably a lot. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't even know where to begin down here. Down in Fritchin. that seems like a completely different animal. Yeah. Uh, well, you got you got a few pro pro strongmen down at, uh, in Texas. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head what cities they're in, but uh, you you do have some pros down there. Right. Right. <laughs> and uh, I suspect you would do uh, pretty damn well uh, just just based off of your um, squat and, and deadlift and stuff. Uh, yeah. Speaking well, of, we're, you know, we're trying. We're trying to do everything we can to keep it right. Um, speaking of uh, deadlifting, how was that with um, the back injury? Were you able to uh, <clears throat> kind of get right back into that, or was that one of the harder uh, lifts to kind of pull off? That was a tough one. Yeah. So, so I was always, even though I was a single ply lifter, I would always pull raw conventional. And it's just, it just, I was strong there, right? Mm-hmm. And so now it, it's, it's, it gives me a headache when I get above 600 pounds raw conventional. Uh, it just puts a lot of pressure in that area. Um, so I've had to go to sumo, and I decided to go ahead and jump in a suit as well. If I'm going to be sumo, I might as well get what I can out of it. Yeah. And um, 
So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm sitting now. I can sumo whatever. It doesn't hurt my back. <clears throat> How's the uh, the strength disparity there? Um, are you kind of hitting hitting the same kind of numbers, or uh, has the change really yeah. affected you much? Or Yeah, you know, I mean, for, for dropping 30 pounds and stuff like that, I can't complain. I mean, it was probably eight weeks ago I had double 725, you know, with uh, some spare there, maybe another rep or two. Um, so, yeah, I'd say the power is there. I think uh, body-wise, I'm able to get into a better position, so that's going to help out the deadlift. Um, so, yeah, it's moving along just fine. Can't complain. Very cool. And that's something interesting, too. Um, I think I think it was Dave Tate. Um, he has a video, or, or maybe it was an article, I can't remember. He talked about um, uh, power lifters will change their style of deadlift and a lot of the time it depends on um what weight class they're in so yeah um he was saying like the heavier the weight classes a lot of guys will naturally switch to the sumo um just because usually belly size you know we're talking like the 308 guys and stuff um right do you have you had anything um like that do you think that at a lighter weight class that 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 sumo fits you better or or do you or would you still rather be conventional well, um, you know, I, I personally haven't seen a difference of uh, my back going on. Uh, what I will say, though, is when I was in the suit, it was definitely harder for me to try and lock out with the bigger belly yeah. than what it was for me to lock out now with uh, with a thinner waistline. Um, it just seemed like that would pull against me and try and keep me forward, keep my, pulls, uh, my shoulders forward, and uh, wouldn't let me lock out very well. Cool, and and I imagine uh, that's a thirty pound difference. Um, I imagine all your other gear has kind of had to change to some extent too. Oh yeah, You're yeah. Right. You know, I, I went since I've been down at two forty two, especially for his Olympia prep. I actually went in and purchased all brand new gear uh, straight from Rudy Rosales at Overkill. And uh, man, I'm really really loving his gear. The guy does a great job. Very cool. Um, <clears throat> I know you're sitting outside the gym and you're getting ready to go in, so um, yeah. we'll uh, cut this off here shortly. But uh, I definitely have to ask: um, Are you running all the gangs in Facebook prison yet? <laughs> <laughs> you know, some people like me, some people don't. Uh, I am who I am, and uh, I like expressing myself. You know, and that's just who I've always been. Um, I don't know. I'm just. You know, it's funny. Is a lot of people seem to be kind of fake on Facebook, but if you meet me in person, I'm still the, the same shit talker that I am on Facebook or wherever else. You know, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'd say I'm running a couple of gangs in there. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Um, and one last thing, tell us about uh, your knives uh, and all that, and um, I will put a yeah. link up um, whenever this goes uh, out. I'll put a link up. To the page so people can check those out. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so it's a uh, Bulls Custom Knives. Uh, man, I've probably built right over 900 knives already. Um, sell them every week uh, to just people in general. I mean, I build anywhere from just small skinners, the swords, the hatchets, the whatever, you know. And, uh, man, I just got, got a great, great, great group of guys and ladies who follow me. And uh, just love quality knives, what it comes down to. 
Yeah, they look great, and um, and you're doing uh, some kind of uh, like auction giveaway thing every um, Saturday or something, right? Well, I do. Uh, so every every Friday, I sell two knives outright, and then every Saturday, I do a raffle. Okay, what it comes down to. Now, every about every quarter to every every four months, I'll actually put up uh, a couple knives for our military guys mm-hmm. and uh, give them away as a free drawing, you know, and stuff like that. Very cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I've been following the page, and and they look. They look badass, you know. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah, and cleavers and knives and, and everything. It's pretty cool. And, and you haven't been doing hey, that very long, have you? I mean, that's a new endeavor, right? Yeah, uh, so a couple of years in selling now is what it's come down to. Um, but building-wise, it's been, I don't know, like three years total. Cool. Yeah, nine hundred knives in three years. You're you're, uh, <laughs> you're putting in some uh, work there. Full throttle, full yeah. throttle. Very cool. Uh, yeah, I'll put a link up to that when the uh, when this goes live and um, send people cool. your way and, and uh, hopefully get some more knife fans. <laughs> Sounds good. Alrighty, well, I'll let you get into the gym. Um, I, I appreciate your time. Um, it's been great. And um, maybe uh, I'll get a hold of you, and, and we can do this again after the Olympia. I'd like to get a recap and, and um, hear your thoughts and stuff on, on that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate that, and I appreciate the opportunity to come on there, too. I appreciate you. Yeah, no problem. Uh, this has been John the Viking Mauser with Cody Knebel. Get strong or die.